interesting day. We are dealing with, um, you know, Super Wednesday, uh, with by-elections take place across the country. The first um, following the lo massive lockdown that the country has had, and we wish the South African Democratic Project well on this day, and hope that South Africans will go out exercise their right to vote um, in all the areas where by-elections are taking place. And with the hope that they will be safe, um, so still in the middle of the pandemic, and hope that they will exercise all the necessary um, protocols for their safety and protection. Uh, and so we wish them all well. And I'm sure that when we are done here, uh, members will be going out of deployment as well and uh, um, for being here this morning noting that parliament had not given us a day of today but we will not detain you too long uh, and we will go out and also participate but i think all in all from our side the uh, scope we wish south africans participating in these by-elections well and we hope that they'll be free and fair and free from fear on that note, colleagues, good morning and welcome to our meeting with the Anti-Corruption Task Team, which, um, of course, we had indicated that uh, we would want to interact with them following our own concerns here about their um, functionality, <clears throat> effectiveness and efficiency, following observations on our part and admissions on their part that they've not been meeting as they should, um, and so we need to tie down on this and to advise um, General Libya and his colleagues uh, in the anti-corruption task team that we have taken a resolution about the ACTT, which I'm sure will be going to the floor of the house before we rise. So that being the case, we are moving from a, a basis which says on our side, we expect the ACTT to be fully functional for the pooling and sharing of resources, skills, knowledge, and expertise in the very serious fight against the pandemic of corruption, which has gripped South Africa and continues to eat away at the dreams, hopes, and aspirations of South Africans of a better life in dignity and service delivery. Every cent stolen from the public purse, every cent squandered, from the public purse has got a direct impact on the sustainable livelihoods of our people. And we rely and count on the law enforcement agencies to be our line of defense and to ensure that those who are stealing and squandering and are corrupt are brought to book. And to do so without fear or favor and without any prejudice and so that is why we are here this morning, colleagues, to get a briefing from the ACT team um, on where things are, how things are going, um, and um, then we will be able to full questions. So what I'll do, colleagues, is don't be, um, Ben, please enter the apologies of members into the record. <clears throat> and then, colleagues, we will hand over to um, General Libya and he will then indicate to us and introduce um, his team, or rather the heads of the institutions or representatives of the institutions here, 
will um, introduce themselves and advise us of their presence. And then General Libya, you will then take the floor um, and uh, make your, your, your presentation. Uh, this is one aspect of the fight against corruption we take very, very seriously. And so we hope that um, we'll be able to um, take us into confidence today and give us the necessary assurance um, that it's all hands on deck and that um, things are moving as they should. So General, over to you and your colleagues and if they may please um, introduce themselves and then colleagues, we will go to questions and please in indicate in the family group um, if you would like to speak um, and to then of course indicate that as I said earlier, we are on parliament's um, platforms uh, this morning. And so please have your camera on. And if you are not on, please can you switch off your mic. So to the ACTT, good morning, welcome, and over to you. Good morning, honorable chairperson and uh, honorable members. Uh, I am accompanied by uh, members of the anti-corruption task team as the invitation has so directed. And then uh, in the center where I'm sitting, I'm sitting with uh, part of the secretariat, that is uh, myself, uh, the national head of uh, the DPC, I was the chairperson of the ACTT. Uh, I'm sitting with the deputy national head of uh, the directorate, as well as uh, the 18 divisional commissioner in the directorate, that is uh, Lieutenant General uh, Musigidi, as well as uh, Major General uh, Musibi. I also have got the support staff, uh, Brigadier Surajibali, as well as uh, the Secretariat, uh, Colonel Nankeuse, and the assistant. Uh, this is uh, the people that are sitting at uh, the Directorate's office. But uh, in the midst, uh, in the various uh, centers are members of the ACTT that I will allow as the chairperson have directed that uh, they introduce themselves, then I will take the floor for the presentation. Thank you uh, very much, uh, honorable chairperson and honorable members. Thank you, General. Good, good morning, Chair. Uh, good morning, honorable members. Um, this is Advocate Batroy. Um, I'm here um, on this platform together with Advocate um, de Kock, who is the Deputy National Director of Public Prosecutions in charge of the National Prosecuting Service, um, as well as uh, Advocate uh, Omar Rabaji, um, who is um, the Deputy National Director of Public Prosecutions um, in charge of the Asset Forfeiture Unit. Um, thank you, Chair. And may I, Chair, before, before we proceed, uh, Advocate Rabaji and Advocate Tukok, if there are any members of your team present, maybe if you could introduce them, please. No, that's fine, Advocate, no problem. Um, Advocate Rabaji, is there any member of your team present that you'd like to introduce? Uh, good morning, uh, Chairperson, and thank you, NGPP. I'm sitting here with my Special Director, Head of Operations, Advocate Priya Beseswa, 
at VGM Building. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Advocate Rabaji. Advocate Cock. Uh, thank you very much, NDPP. Good morning to the uh, members of the committee and chairperson. I am with the Acting Special Director for the Special Commercial Crimes Unit of the MPA, Advocate Lebo Beloy. Thank you, colleagues. Thank you, Chair. The SIU. Good morning. Uh, thank you, General. Good morning, Honorable Chair, Honorable Members. Uh, my name is Andy Mutivi. I'm the head of the Special Investigating Unit. I'm accompanied by my colleague, Mr. Leonard Lecherto, who is the Chief National Investigating uh, Officer, and also by my colleague, Mdumiseni um, Ngumalo, who is the Senior Risk Manager. He's driving the Vulnerable Sector Program 4 of the ACT. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and members. The FIC. The Nico. Other members of the ACTT that uh, I haven't mentioned that are uh, present, may you introduce yourself? Uh, good morning, Chairperson, Honorable Members of the Committee. This is Ndanda Zosifolo. I represent the Coordinator for Intelligence. Thank you. Morning, Chair. Uh, this is Advocate Kanile, the Director of the FIC. With me, it's uh, Dr. Masiabatu, who is the Head of Monitoring and Analysis and who is also responsible really for overseeing the daily activities there in the Fusion Center that is located in the FIC. Dr. Masiabato, you can introduce yourself. Um, no, thanks, uh, um, Director and Chair. Yeah, indeed, is Dr. Masiabato, thanks. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, I take it that uh, those are the members of the ACTT that have uh, managed to link uh, others. I'm not seeing them, but uh, all of them have been invited. I'm not sure if it might be the struggle to link, uh, but uh, all of them uh, have been invited and are expected to be in. Uh, Chairperson, if uh, we may then... No, General, one second. Sorry about this. I think before we proceed, then mm, uh, can, can you call me? Can you call me at uh, round three? Mr. Mkongo, please mute your mic. Uh, General, I would request that you advise us who is not here um, so that we, 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 we adopt a Lulagashli approach on this matter. Thank, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Part of uh, the personnel that are supposed to be present 
uh, in this meeting is uh, the representatives from the South African Police Service. Um, it seems that uh, I'm not having a representative from the SAPS, unless they are struggling to link. Uh, I also do not uh, have a representative from the SARS, unless they are also struggling to link. Uh, I'm expecting the representative from the National Treasury. Uh, I'm not seeing a representative. We are supposed to have a representative from the DPSA. I haven't seen a representative. We are to have a representative from the DPME. We are supposed to have a representative from a state security agency. Uh, we are supposed to have a representative from COPTA. We are supposed to have a representative from the Department of Communication, GCIS. We are supposed to have a representative from the iPad. We are supposed to have a representative from the Public Service Commission. We are supposed to have a representative from the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development. Those uh, chairperson are the uh, entities that are supposed to be represented that I have not had them confirming their presence online. Well, I think that's precisely general is why we are here. Fundamentally, the, the, the concern of this committee has been whether the ACCT, the ACTT is meeting and whether it is effective, functional and I'm sorry, but we're struggling to hear uh, you. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's not a problem that we have. Um, am, I, am I audible now? We have been missing uh, you, Chairperson. I think that uh, you are now audible. Okay. No, what I'm saying, uh, General, is that this is fundamentally the problem we have. And that's why we are here today. A majority of your members are absent. Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, and, and what is common cause now is that the, it's clear that the agencies and its heads, which have uh, been consistent uh, in other appearing before this committee or responding positively to this committee, is yourself, the NDPP, and the head of the SIU. I don't think it's acceptable to have such a long list of entities and departments which are supposed to be here and are not here 
given the gravity of the situation, which is underscored by a concern that we have had. With, and of course, I know that I'm probably preaching to the converted here, which is um, you, the buck in one way or the other stops with you and so far is concerned and I think um, we would like um, I think colleagues can you just know the particular um, peculiarity uh, and uh, and then we will, we will come back to it uh, when we make recommendations further uh, and, and look at this matter so I think let's hand over to you general to make your presentation um, uh, oh, um, this further, but I think that All right. Say, can you hear me? Yes, you are quite audible. You may proceed. All right. No, no, thanks, Chair. Um, I, I won't be able to switch on my video because I'm on the ground uh, conducting by elections, but I'm connected to the meeting. I am very much concern uh, uh, with the number of apologies. In fact, it is not apologies. Uh, we were expecting to be given apologies, but we are told about uh, departments that are missing in action, uh, whether they are struggling to connect with something else. But what we know for a fact is that they have been invited and they have confirmed to attend the meeting. So the list that was read to us, it's not the list of apologies. I would therefore propose that we request uh, the admin staff to make a follow-up and find out where are these agencies that ought to have been logged in by half past nine. Because these are very critical agencies, specifically when you talk about uh, uh, SEPs, when you talk about COCTA is not here, you, you, you refer to Treasury as SARS. So it, it appears as if more than 60% of the composition of the committee, it's not here. So the admin must make a follow-up and find out where are they. Even us, like me, as we speak, Chair, I'm on the ground in the Bailkin, but I've made an effort to connect virtually using my gadget with a cell phone, and I've found a suitable place so that I can engage on the meeting. We can't continue without knowing whether these people have forwarded apologies or they've deliberately uh, decided that they're not going to uh, attend. If at least we know the situation, that will give us comfort. We can't continue with the meeting uh, uh, of members of a task team who are not adhering or heeding the call in terms of their deployment. All right, let's, let's, let's do this because the head of the uh, ACT, ACTT is here. Hey, this thing is a tongue twister. I might as well call it ACT-T, um, is here. Um, whilst we'll do this, the meeting um, is in progress. Our admin, along with the secretariat of the ACTT, will be checking as to where these members are. Um, and then hand over to General Libya to make the presentation. Um, and then we will take it from there. So, General, um, over to you. Yes, before Before that, I think uh, in appreciation of the consistency um, of, of those members who 
uh, have appeared and um, continuously do appear when invited by the committee uh, who are now forming part of this meeting from these uh, various agencies. I think we must appreciate that. And um, secondly, uh, uh, with that appreciation, we, uh, from my side, I would, I would want to check with them that uh, the report they're going to table here, how do they take it? Will they take it as the report of the ACTT or as the report of those agencies uh, who are present uh, in terms of giving us the picture uh, of what is taking place in terms of anti-corruption? Um, if, 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 if yes, uh, depending uh, on the consistency uh, uh, and availability of those uh, members who are not seen here today as part of this meeting, um, uh, in, in terms of uh, constituting this kind of a report, um, um, one would have a serious problem uh, if we would uh, take a report as the report fully uh, agreed to um, um, by the members of the ACTT. So, so, so I, would, I would love even before uh, the general continues, if you could clarify uh, that, uh, that point. Right, General, over to you. <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, we have already uh, directed the Secretariat to follow up with the members of the committee what could be the problem that they are not linked on the online. So we are doing that one. With regard to the uh, report that uh, we are presenting, uh, we have compiled this uh, report uh, by the participant in the ACTT of focusing on the questions that have been raised. Uh, the questions that uh, were raised are not covering every single aspect of the activities in the ACTT, but uh, we have focused based on what uh, has been requested. So it is the report of the ACTT as a whole. Um, that, that, that is uh, to respond to the uh, question that has been raised by uh, the Honorable Samuel. I'm now going to go into the uh, presentation. After the presentation, uh, the National Director of uh, Public Prosecution uh, will be ed making additional mm -hmm. comments, and then uh, the, then uh, we will uh, allow all of the uh, participants to assist in responding to the questions that may arise after the presentation. I'm now going to move into the presentation. The, the, the covering slide is just an indication that uh, it is the presentation by the anti-corruption task team uh, of the JCPS, which is uh, dealing with cases referred to the ACTT um, by the various uh, entities. Um, I think that the system is just uh, 
who is struggling a little bit. All right. Uh, moving to the uh, introduction, the scope of the presentation is that uh, we are going to be touching on the introduction and the background. Then uh, we will come to the challenges and the constraints that were identified during the period 2010 to 2019. We will then talk to the progress and development since uh, August 2019. Then uh, we will come to the cases referred to the anti-corruption task team, and the cases that are under investigation, the cases that have been finalized, and the prosecution or uh, that has been declined or cases that have been withdrawn. Then uh, we will come to the cases referred to the fusion center that relates to COVID-19 interventions. Then uh, we will talk to the uh, discussion on conviction and the sentencing as a strategic levers. Then uh, we will make a concluding remarks. And uh, the executive committee of the anti-corruption task team briefed the SCOPA uh, in, in uh, 2019, August the 20th. During the briefing, uh, extensive information was presented covering the historic development, uh, the composition, the mandate, the functioning, the progress made and the constraints of the anti-corruption uh, task team. Details were also provided on the following, the operational mechanisms, uh, the programs, including the breakdown of the policy training and the uh, operational uh, intervention. We also talked about the progress report for the period of uh, 2014 to 2019. Since uh, the August 2019, uh, in, in specific focus engagement with the SCOPA, the ACTT also responded to with the, and uh, briefed the SCOPA on the development of an operational mechanism specifically to deal with the corruption cases as a result of development during the national state of disaster that is affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. There were challenges and constraints that uh, we have uh, highlighted that uh, during that briefing, SCOPA was uh, briefed in detail on the following issues. Uh, the absence of statutory mandate or overarching legislation governing its establishment or functioning and the formalized operational framework uh, we also talked about the overarching coordination, accountability at higher levels, and the multiplicity of corruption fighting structures. Uh, we also talked about insufficient allocation of resources and the capacity constraints in departments, uh, drawn out processes, that is the investigation and the prosecution and the food the full court roles. We also uh, talked about the operational result achieved uh, that were not reflecting on the provisions in the legislation. The various subcommittees 
and the teams within the anti-corruption task teams are working on crucial aspects of for improvement, including the new uh, case selection criteria that has already been adopted, the forensic capacity, the training capacity within the ACTT law enforcement agencies, uh, case management, prioritization and operational measures, and the additional budget and staff that have uh, created. A project was launched in the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development for the establishment of uh, additional five specialized uh, courts to address serious commercial and economic uh, crimes, including uh, corruption. The establishment of the special tribunal to adjudicate upon civil matters emanating from uh, investigation by the Special Investigating Unit. Uh, the Special Investigating Unit has initiated intersectoral forums for health and uh, local government sectors. And uh, the Health Sector Anti-Corruption Forum was launched by the State President in uh, October 2019. And the Local Government Anti-Corruption Forum was uh, launched in October uh, 2020. In terms of uh, the prevention, there is still an urgent need for improved integrity management uh, through vetting and lifestyle audits. The development of the national anti-corruption strategy is uh, taking place. The strategy and development a process was initiated in 2015 by the Anti-Corruption Interministerial Committee in line with the 2014-2019 medium-term strategic framework and was facilitated by the JCPS cluster under the leadership of the Anti-Corruption Task Team. The process was driven by the, an interdepartmental national anti-corruption strategy steering committee and uh, supported by the governance support program. The national anti-corruption uh, strategy document were developed through a long, uh, thoroughly consulted and transparent process in collaboration with all of the sectors of uh, South African society based on international best practice. The approval process started in uh, August 2020. And the cabinet Lekoda in uh, October 2020 has endorsed the submission of the draft national anti-corruption strategy for final approval. The processing of the cabinet memorandum is underway for final approval by uh, cabinet. I am now coming to the cases that were referred to the anti-corruption a task team, which is the work that uh, is the current focus of uh, the presentation. Uh, the cases under investigation, coordination of investigation, prosecution and recovery of assets on prioritized cases is done through the anti-corruption task team. This reflected on the priority case register, which reflects 223 
uh, prioritized cases. This include the 13 foreign bribery uh, matters. In the table, uh, it is reflected the breakdown of those 223 cases. Starting with the first one is uh, cases pending investigation by the DPCI. There are 69 of these matters that are still currently under investigation. There are uh, nine matters that are currently considering a pending decision by the National Prosecuting Authority as to whether there is a decision to prosecute or otherwise. There are cases, 42 cases that are currently on trial uh, at the various courts. With regard to the matters that uh, prosecution has been declined, that is where there is a non-prosecute decision are 15 matters uh, with various reasons. There are cases that uh, were withdrawn, some of which are uh, provisionally withdrawn. This uh, constitute 26 of these matters. Cases that have been finalized at court, uh, inclusive of uh, acquittal and conviction are 62. So that makes uh, 223 matters that are uh, listed on the priority case list of the anti-corruption task team. Challenges and delays in fast tracking cases are experienced as a result of uh, limited capacity that uh, we have highlighted in the past. That is uh, in the areas of forensic, investigative, and prosecutorial skills. A reliance on external forensic accountants and outdated uh, methodologies. These are the areas that uh, we are currently working on to uh, deal with those challenges. We have got uh, details of uh, this list, but uh, they are not included here. It uh, helps us operation, as, as operational uh, managers to ensure that uh, each and every case is accounted for. Uh, coming to the breakdown of uh, the cases that have been referred with regard to the focus area, where these cases come from, the referral, the cases that are uh, with the ACTT, where do they come from? There are more than 32 uh, departments or entities uh, with various cases. These are uh, the cases where there is more than five uh, cases, at least five or more. So the other departments or entities that have got less than five cases referred, we haven't uh, uh, listed them in this uh, 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 slide, but they are listed in the greater list of uh, cases. As it can be seen here, uh, honorable chairperson and honorable members, uh, most of the cases emanate from the municipalities. Uh, in this regard, there are 28 uh, cases that uh, were referred that emanate from the municipalities. Uh, 
Second to that are cases that come from the Department of Public Works. Uh, that is uh, 21 of these matters come from the uh, Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Uh, 14 matters have been referred from the Department of Health. Uh, 12 matters have been referred from the Department of Education. Uh, nine matters are emanating from the Department of Rural Development and Land Affairs. Uh, from the Department of Transport, eight matters have been referred. And from the Department of Human Settlement, six matters have been referred. The same number applies to uh, the South African Revenue Service as well as the South African Police Service. Those are six uh, each. And then uh, the, the five come from uh, SASA. These are the a list of uh, uh, cases that uh, are five or more. The, from the current list of the cases under investigation, those 223 that I have uh, referred to, this comprise of 249 different projects. So this uh, means that uh, in one case, there may be legs that uh, actually make it uh, more than uh, the 223 that has been listed. One case may have more than one leg, which is why you'll see uh, honorable chairperson and members that uh, in terms of projects, it will be 249. Some of the cases, as I have said, uh, are multifaceted and have several legs uh, with varying status. You may find that uh, one leg has already uh, reached a prosecution status, while another leg may have been declined, whereas other legs may still be under uh, investigation. And uh, I have uh, made a pie chart that uh, lists uh, the, the, these cases just in short. Uh, it can be seen here that the majority of the cases that uh, is uh, 69 are still under investigation. That is the one that uh, is uh, uh, reflected in uh, blue. That constitutes 31% uh, of these cases. Uh, the, it is followed by uh, matters that has been finalized, which uh, is uh, 62 in number. That is uh, it constitutes 28% of uh, the matters. Then the uh, third one will be uh, the matters on the court roll. That is uh, 42 matters are saving on the court rolls. That constitutes uh, 19%. Then it will be followed by uh, the matters that have been withdrawn, which is uh, 12%. That is the 26 in number that I have mentioned. Then comes the matters that have been uh, declined uh, for prosecution. That is 15, which constitute uh, 7%. The last one is the matters that are pending decision by the National Prosecuting Authority, which are nine cases that constitute uh, 4%. This is a pie chart 
reflecting the cases that are uh, uh, registered at the uh, anti-corruption task team priority list. Uh, I now want to deal with the cases referred to the ACTT, which have been finalized. Those are uh, 77 uh, matters since uh, inception. As uh, we have indicated, of the 223 cases, 87 matters, inclusive of the legs and the projects, have been finalized with verdicts. Uh, with regard to the results of the, the trials, 155 persons, inclusive of juristic, juristic persons, as well as um, companies, that is a natural person, natural persons and juristic persons is 155 that have been uh, convicted in the matters that uh, we have uh, referred to as finalized. So out of those 77 matters, 155 persons have been uh, convicted. Uh, out of these 155 convictions and sentences, eight matters were finalized where a plea and sentence agreement were entered into. Uh, from these nine were acquittal. That is uh, nine uh, cases there were acquittal out of this uh, 87. So the pie chart that uh, is reflected uh, below is an indication of the figures that I have referred to, where it shows the bigger uh, portion being the one that uh, have got conviction and sentences uh, on the, on the, on the uh, chart. And then uh, the blue one, which is eight, is reflecting the plea and the sentence agreement, whereas uh, the acquittal is nine. That is the pie chart. And uh, this is actually translated into the conviction rate is 89.8%. Uh, and then when, it, uh, when we look at the conviction rate relating to persons, it actually translates into 91.2%. But uh, normally the measurement is always focused on the case numbers. We just wanted to indicate that uh, while the case numbers may reflect a lower number, the individuals that have been uh, convicted in the matters are more than the case numbers, as one case may have more than one accused person. The next slide that it, it, it just shows in a different format uh, that uh, between 2010 and 2011 and 2013 and 2014, there were nine cases that uh, were finalized. So out of that uh, 77, during those years, it was nine cases that were finalized, but from 2014, uh, 2015 financial year, to date, there are uh, 68 cases that were finalized that uh, make a total of uh, the figure that uh, we have uh, 
indicated above SS77. So it can be seen uh, in terms of uh, the chart, the breakdown uh, from 2014 up to current, uh, that uh, 16 were finalized in 2014-2015, uh, 2015-2016 were nine, followed by 2016-2017 that were 15, and then 2017-2018-14, uh, and then 2018-2019-10, uh, and the three in 2019-2020, and then the uh, uh, current is uh, one. So that is the, the current uh, breakdown. Now I move to the uh, cases again referred that has been finalized. Uh, these eight cases refer to the plea and the sentence. We just uh, quoted two of those where the assets for feature were done. Um, I have uh, indicated the two cases uh, which uh, have got priority uh, listed as 119 and 174. Uh, at the extreme left is the date on which uh, the conclusion were made as uh, requested by the committee, uh, which happened in 2015 and 2016 respectively. Uh, the amounts that uh, were involved uh, is reflected in the third uh, column, that is uh, uh, 1,377,000, and then uh, also 2 million, as well as the preservation order uh, for uh, the 5 million that uh, is reflected uh, below. So that amount has been paid to the CARA. Uh, account. So there has not been an appeal with regard to the sentences that were emitted out by the courts. I'm now going over to the cases that were withdrawn, that were referred to the ACTT. Uh, during the period 2013 to 2019, 17 cases from the priority list were withdrawn. There are various reasons for these withdrawals, and uh, we have put them in a form of pie chart with explanatory notes on the right-hand side. It can be seen that uh, the majority of the cases, which is uh, 11, were um, withdrawn because uh, there was uh, no prospect of successful uh, prosecution. Uh, two of these are cases where the main suspects uh, passed on. And the rest of the cases is where uh, key witnesses uh, were not traced, where the accused was not fit to stand trial according to the psychiatric report, and where the docket was uh, handed over to the other entity for a further consideration. And uh, in the last one is where the accused person uh, suffered a severe stroke such that uh, the matter could not be taken any further. A further nine cases were provisionally withdrawn and the investigation in these matters are still proceeding in order to obtain whatever evidence 
allow the enrollment of final decision on the matter. I'm now coming over to the cases that uh, are handled at the Fusion Center, which is an entity of uh, the anti-corruption task team. Uh, as of the 18th of May 2020, we established the operational hub that uh, is uh, in the uh, Fusion Center of the Financial Intelligence uh, Center to focus on the incident of corruption and maladministration related to COVID-19 relief funds as they are reported and uh, detected. Since the establishment of this uh, arrangement, 220 matters were enrolled on the Fusion Center hub. Nine of these are already uh, criminal cases that are at court with uh, 24 accused persons. These matters are on the roll. And I have, we have made a, a table of a breakdown of these uh, 220 matters. In the first row are the nine cases that uh, we say are matters at court with uh, 24 accused persons. Below are the matters that are still under investigation. Of this, we have got uh, 104 incidences that have not uh, been uh, matured into either case docket or finalized. Uh, we have got uh, 87 case dockets that are under investigation. This makes a total of 191. That is the majority of matters are still under investigation. There are also uh, 20 matters that have been finalized. 17 of these are incidents, while three of these are cases. So it means that uh, 121 incidents and 99 cases make that uh, 220 uh, matters. The 20 matters that have already been finalized, in 17 instances, matter were uh, closed due to the allegation emerging from unsubstantiated media reports where insufficient grounds existed to continue with the investigation. So those were inquiries that uh, were unfounded. In three instances, criminal cases were opened, but the prosecution declined. Uh, to prosecute on these matters, and the cases were uh, closed. Uh, the details we do have, which assist in management of these matters. I'm now coming over to the conviction and uh, sentencing as strategic uh, lever. This is a question that was um, raised by the honorable uh, members of the committee to reflect on this aspect. We agree that effective sentencing is uh, internationally recognized as being a deterrent. Although some already relatively good sentences uh, have been achieved and delivered, most cases involve either partly or wholly suspended sentence, which uh, is a concern. We just uh, honorable chairperson and members 
reflected on two examples or on some of the good sentences among the cases that shall have been finalized. We did not put many as this was not a question that was uh, uh, asked, but uh, it's just a matter of reflecting that uh, it's not only matters that are finalized with the lenient sentences that uh, uh, have actually are forming part of the matters finalized in court. In the first matter, as it can be seen, the priority case number 157, uh, it involved the sentence where 9 million rands was uh, involved. Criminal, the first accused was convicted on 76 counts. And uh, when one look at the nature of the sentences, uh, a total of 541 years imprisonment were uh, meted out. Effectively, as this will run uh, concurrently, uh, 50 years imprisonment had to be served by accused number one. Accused number two, who was convicted on 15 counts, was sentenced to a collective of uh, 153 years imprisonment as they run concurrently is to effectively serve 28 years imprisonment. When it comes to accused number three, who was convicted on six counts, uh, he has to serve 86 years of imprisonment, but because they run concurrently, they shall effectively serve 28 years of imprisonment. The next one, that was a priority case number 42, which was uh, finalized in 2016. Uh, with regard to the sentence, uh, the accused was in various counts given several uh, sentences, as it can be seen that uh, in count A2 of corruption, there were 15 years imprisonment. Uh, count 16, uh, 15 years. Uh, count 34, for money laundering, 20, 12 months, 12 years. And then uh, count 35, again, 12 years. Sentences in all counts to run concurrently, which means that uh, the accused is to serve an effective 15 years imprisonment. Uh, these are some of uh, the sentences. And then when it comes to uh, fine, one can also see that uh, in count eight, there was also 150,000 uh, rand uh, five. Coming to the, continuing with the uh, conviction and uh, sentencing aspect, the ACTT has not specifically discussed the conviction and sentencing as the strategic levers in the fight against corruption as asked by the honorable committee members. The National Development Plan of 2010 indicates that uh, corruption must be fought on three levels, namely deterrence, prevention, and education. The draft National Anti-Corruption Strategy promotes the strengthening of anti-corruption agencies as effective law enforcement, along with the removal of benefits that uh, will act as deterrence to corruption improved enforcement of laws and policies and the imposition of sanctions, whether criminal or otherwise, 
against those involved in corruption will lead to increased public confidence and will significantly enhance the deterrent effects of the laws and policies that are in place. The Department of Justice and Constitutional Development is conducting a review of the Criminal Procedure Act through the South African Law Reform Commission. The object of this project is to address the outdated provisions of legislation and address measures to strengthen efficiency and effectiveness of the criminal justice system broadly. Sentencing is at the core of a redress to victims of crime and signals the seriousness with which the state treats serious crimes. This will form part of the broad review of the legislation. The Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act and the Prevention of Organized Crime Act are also undergoing a review with the, within the Department of Justice and, Criminal, uh, and Constitutional Development. The issue of review of panel provisions was discussed at the JCPS level and incorporated in the, into the economic reconstruction and the recovery strategy. Coming to the concluding remarks, the collective requires key skills and the processes underway to secure additional capacity, such as additional investigators, at the Directorate of Priority Crime Investigation. I must say that uh, we have already acquired more than 150 this month alone. Additional funding has been provided for the Special Commercial Crime Unit uh, contract appointments. And the National Prosecuting Authority is in the process of filling vacancies. Forensic audit and accounting capacity is also the additional capacity that we are focusing on. Uh, recent arrests receiving media attention further demonstrate that cases are getting attention and that there is a strategy to ensure additional enrollment of cases by the end of this year. In the medium term, there is also a strategy to ensure enrollment of a number of complex matters. The National Anti-Corruption Strategy will clarify some of the aspects, including the issue of single agency to fight corruption. As I've indicated, uh, honorable chairperson and honorable members, the National Director of Public Prosecution will make uh, comments before we uh, then uh, allow, let, give it back to the uh, committee for further process. Advocate Batoy. Honorable Chairperson, I'm not sure if uh, the committee is able to hear us. 
Yes, I, the I, advocate I, I can proceed. I thought, uh, All right, advocate, but Thank you, Chair. Sorry, I had was, muted. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Chair, honorable colleagues, and thank you, uh, General Labia, for giving me the opportunity as the co-chair of the ACTT to, to make some general remarks. Um, General Labia has, has presented in accordance with the requests of, of COPA and as well as, you know, look, uh, dealing with the work of the ACTT in general. Um, Chair, um, what I'd like to, to add uh, is that um, we, we have to recognize that, you know, um, it, you know, given all of the statistics, notwithstanding these statistics, the reality is that the ACTT, um, insofar as investigating and prosecuting serious complex corruption cases over the past years failed. And that is, we have to acknowledge that. Um, and what, what happened in the various law enforcement institution tasked with doing this um, has left a mammoth task to try to put together the building blocks and to capacitate and, re and skill um, the various entities that are tasked with the huge demands as far as fighting corruption is concerned, as well as um, you know, holding people accountable, as well as uh, bringing back the money. And so, uh, you know, I think we have to see it in that context. There's, um, there's, there's a lot that's happening now, as the general has 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 laid out. Um, to, to, and there are plans in the ACTT to look at skills across across the value chain. You know, what what are the skills that we need? What are the resources that we need? The forensic capacity that the general talked about. We cannot overestimate the importance of this in addition to a whole range of other skills, which we simply do not have sufficient of at the moment. And so um, I think there has to be a recognition that um, in the past, uh, just over a year, when uh, a lot of uh, building blocks are being put in place, um, we also did, um, and this is not meant to be an excuse, we also did have to contend with, with the, the lockdown and during the pandemic. But notwithstanding that, there has been a lot of uh, work that has been done behind the scenes with regard to ensure that we can deliver. Um, you know, the ACTT is the key, um, you know, um, corruption fighting entity, but it really is a collaborative entity where, where colleagues basically sit together in a room and try to collaborate the best we can within the context of our, our individual mandates. And so it is a very uh, strong collaborative model and, and it, it depends on very strong collaboration between the various stakeholders. And there's, there's no collabor collaboration framework, but it depends on, and therefore, you know, if you don't have that, um, it, things could be, you know, you could, you could achieve or things might be uh, more challenging. But the good thing is that there is a, a, a sufficient degree of collaboration in the ACTT that we are able to, to bring some cases to court, notwithstanding challenges that we are still facing. And so uh, support from, from SCOPA, I mean, we, we acknowledge that, you know, we are accountable to SCOPA and that is why we respect the committee and we are here to account for what we're doing and also to the people of the, of, of the country. Um, but we also would like guidance and support and assistance from SCOPA 
because there is still a, a, a huge mountain to climb and we're nowhere near sufficient resources to do what we have to do. Um, and, and given that there may be additional cuts in, in budgets as a result of, of the pandemic, um, we urge that we have a support uh, across the board. And, and that is the key, also the key entities that are in this, in, in this meeting today, including the, the Hawks, SIU, NPA, uh, Financial Intelligence Center. I think it's really important that all of these entities, as well as others that are part of the ACTT, are properly skilled and capacitated. And Chair, there's just one other thing I would like to say is that um, the issue of the plea and sentences that the general talked about. Um, in, 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 the, in, the, in the past years, uh, one of the challenges and concerns, certainly of the NPA, NPA when I took over as well, was the fact that, as the general said, a number of cases were, were suspended sentences. And, and that is also reflective of the fact that you know, the most serious cases were not being dealt with or um, you know, the sentences were, were, were inappropriate. Um, if we want to send a strong message, if we want to be a, a deterrent, if we want sentences, convictions and sentences to be a strong deterrent, then the sentences must match this uh, together with asset forfeiture. We have, uh, it was, it was um, the, some of the, um, the measures that were in place were driving incorrect behaviors in terms of numbers of cases finalized, conviction rates. We are moving away from that and more looking at impact and encouraging certainly the prioritization of the cases that is happening in the ACTT will be reflective of the fact that uh, the, the, the high impact cases uh, are certainly being prioritized and, and we are trying to resource them as well um, as a collective to ensure that we can make the impact um, that we would like to see and the country would like us to see. And Chair, the, the final point um, I would I would like to say, and maybe this just does touch on, on, on the capacity, investment in, in, in fighting corruption is an investment in the country, Chair. And, and we, we must commit to a return investment because if we're able to, to prosecute the right cases, if we're able to, to investigate them properly, prosecute them, and, and then show, it will increase confidence in law enforcement, confidence in the system, confidence in the country, it will increase, it will have a ripple effect in terms of investor confidence, building the economy, and therefore allowing us to actually bring back the money to redevelop and put the money where it, it matters in terms of sustainable development in this country. And in the asset forfeiture part, investment in asset forfeiture means we can bring back the money and therefore also impact the economy. Um, and the final point I'd like to make, Chair, is that um, the general had indicated the issue of, of the single entity, whatever it's going to be, wherever it's going to be, however it's going to be conceptualized. It's really important that that there's finality on that, so that the you know we there's there's still the lack of certainty, uncertainty. Sorry, the lack of certainty um, is is it's not stopping us from certainly forging ahead as the ACTT to do what we can, but the capacitation, etc is hugely important. So any support in that regard will be will be appreciated. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. All right, thank you very much, I'm MPPP. Um, General Lip, we hand over to the HOU of the SIU and then we can go to questions. 
Uh, Advocate Mutibi. Uh, no, uh, I wonder if, if you can see me. Uh, hello? Uh, yes, we can. Also, you, you may proceed. Okay. We can see you. Okay, no, no thanks. No, thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, General, and thank you, NDPP. Uh, uh, Honorable Chair and members, my mind is really just to re emphasize the issue around the capacity uh, that we're really trying our best. Uh, with what we have, uh, but uh, across all the members of uh, ACTT, uh, I mean, in particular, um, NPA, SIU, HOCS, and FIC, I would say, uh, it's really very critical that uh, uh, we get the necessary support to, to capacitate ourselves appropriately. Um, Chair, the uh, without re reiterating, uh, there is part of the uh, ACTT work that really deals in the main with the prevention. Because uh, I think we've had uh, the, the call of the committee that we need to up the game in terms of the prevention side. And I think as we go forward, uh, we will continue to indicate uh, to the committee that we are putting in place measures in line with the national anti-corruption strategy that is uh, uh, being finalized, uh, we should be in a position to demonstrate uh, going forward that uh, we are up in the game in terms of the prevention side of the fight against corruption. Thank you very much. Advocate Kanyile. Right, uh, General. I Thank you. I'm struggling with my with my camera here, but I hope the members can hear me. Thank you, Chair. From the side of the FIC, I must say the law enforcement agencies that are sitting here, they do use the FIC generated uh, financial. You may proceed, ma'am. Can you hear me, Chair? Yes, ma'am. You may proceed. Advocate Kanyele is muted, I think. Can you hear me, NDPP? Uh, yes, we, now we, we can. can. We can hear you now. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm saying from the FIC, I can confirm that the law enforcement agencies sitting here, they do use the FIC-generated financial intelligence to investigate and prosecute um, corruption as well as forfeit assets that, have, that are proceeds of corruption. The biggest challenge, Chair and Honorable Members, is that in the FIC we receive about 5.9 million cash threshold reports, and that's a lot of money. And the assessment that we have done as a country shows that there is lots of cash in the country that we cannot really explain, and you are failing to detect and recover cash proceeds of crime as a country. This has been confirmed by the Financial Action Task Force 
that came to assess the country last year. So it's very, very important that we all be capacitated in order to be able to generate these reports into, into actionable intelligence that can be used by law enforcement agencies in fighting corruption. It's also very important that we look at the gaps in our laws so that we can be able to even come up with crimes to say certain individuals, they, they need to be able to explain really if they are in possession of cash. We see a lot of cash uh, in individuals, which is really suspicious, but there'll be individuals like people who are owning business where you'll be able to understand where the cash is coming from. But you don't want the FIC to be in possession of all this information, but the law enforcement agencies don't have capacity to use this information in fighting crime. We can't have be a country that is poor and is struggling, yet cash is just all over and we cannot control it. Even in, when it comes to borders, the declaration or under declaration, we seem to be failing. So it's very important that we be capacitated, especially in the asset forfeiture space, especially even in the FIC space, and in the hawks, in the hawks when FATAP assessed us, I'm, so, I'm sure we are still going to get a report. They indicated that the, the hawks also need this capacity to have forensic accountants. I must say in the FIC, we, with all the reports that we are getting, we are able to disseminate about uh, 2,000, almost 3,000 actionable intelligence. But that intelligence really, you see improvement now in its usage, but you need to be able to have forensic accountants in, in the ID, forensic accountants in, 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 in the NPA, especially the asset forfeiture, in the Hawks, and even in the FIC, being able to support the financial investigation so that we can be able to recover proceeds. I must say in the FIC, I'm sitting with only two forensic accountants, two data technologies, and 31 analysts with all this information at hand that needs to be analyzed, that needs to be really given to, to law enforcement so that it's easy for them to, 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 to really analyze it and, and convert it into, into evidence. So the issue of capacity, I, I think there are places where we can really say we can't, but when it comes to fighting corruption, I don't think we need to be making compromises, but we seem to be talking and we don't really, it, it doesn't get, we don't get a sense that we are being heard. The issue that have been touched by the NDPP to say, with all these multi-agencies fighting corruption, what is it that we are trying to do to ensure that we only have one dedicated component only dealing with these cases is also another matter when we need to really reach conclusion. But from, from our side, we, we thank you for, for the support for, and for hearing us. And I must say the coordination is really improving a lot. And we, we've got plans really to try and resuscitate our ECCT. Thank you. All right, uh, General, I'd like to think that uh, we can go to questions unless there's any other further issue you'd like to raise. Thank, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Just uh, to indicate that uh, with regard to the uh, concern that was raised, the Secretariat has been able to uh, 
get some of the officials. Uh, the, there is an apology from the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development. They are participating in the portfolio committee as we speak. And then there is also an apology from the uh, State Security Agency. And then uh, we, the representative from the DPSA has joined the platform as well as the representative from the DPME has joined the uh, platform. That is the, the information that uh, we have received so far. I think that uh, where there is still a need, we can always uh, respond uh, later about those who are not in the meeting. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chen, Honorable Members. No, thank you very much, General. No, I note that, but I certainly <clears throat> do not consider those to be apologies. I put it on the record because we had to go fishing for them and the people who consent had seen no need to be here. So <clears throat> I will take them as explanations as to why they are not here. I think that if we set that precedent into motion, we undermine ourselves here in this very room. Um, so um, we note that they're not here with the explanations that they've provided and I will make a determination uh, moving forward. It remains fundamentally totally unacceptable in the manner in which they have conducted and behaved themselves this morning for the purposes of this meeting. Um, and I think that, uh, as I've said, it, it, it goes to the heart of the, the, the problems we've had. And I think part of the submissions we'd like is um, on the meetings that you have had, we'd like the attendance registers of those so that um, we can be in a position to assess as to whether who are these serial offenders and whether they attend when you call them and um, don't attend here or is that they just generally don't attend. So. <clears throat> It, it, that still does not sit well uh, with me. Right, colleagues, may I hand over to you for questions? Honorable Chaperson. Honorable Hatter, you may proceed, but. My, no, no my, my, my apology. I, 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 I missed out the part about uh, the explanation of those that have apologized. Please bear with me. Like I said, I'm, uh, I'm in an area where the network is a challenge. If you can repeat that last part for me. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a supposed apology, which I consider to be an explanation from the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development and um, State Security uh, Agency. Um, and the representatives from uh, DPME are present, and I did not catch the last one, but there's two. There's those two that DPSA, thank you, uh, General, DPSA, um, have joined. So the others remain uh, not here. Yeah. All right, Honorable Adebe, questions? All right, colleagues, questions? May I hand over to you? Yes, Comrade Chairperson. All right, Honorable Dex, Bob. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Good morning, Chairperson and colleagues. Um, I just have one question that I would like to ask um, the, uh, ask here today. Uh, my question is, uh, how does the ACCT prioritize cases? Uh, I'm asking this question 
because we are being accused in the, in the public domain of selective prosecutions. So I really would like to know how do they prioritize uh, uh, cases. Um, I was in a meeting in which we can get a transc transcripts uh, from the meeting. Last year, we had a joint meeting, COCTA, not COCTA, sorry, SCOPA and, uh, and uh, Finance had a joint meeting and we can get a transcript because our meetings get recorded where we discussed the issue of uh, Steinhoff. And uh, when we inquired from the, from the Hawks, why, they are not why are they not prosecuting the Steinhoff matter? We were informed by them that uh, the NPA uh, does not want to release certain information to them. And the NPA was in that meeting. And we then asked the NPA, why are you not releasing the information to the Hawks that the Hawks is requiring in order to continue the prosecution? The, the NPA responds to us, and it's on record. We must go to and go look at the transcript. It's on record. The NPA then responded to us by saying, "No, they are not planning to. They, they are not planning to go, go, go criminally after Steinhoff because they want to protect the investors' investments." Uh, they want to protect monopoly capital's investment, and that's why they do not want to. They want to uh, do a protection of, in, in the, of, of, of the thing. They don't want to go for the prosecution. They made it very clear, but the correct words, uh, we can go to transcripts and, and, and look at it. And this is the reason why we are getting accused of, of selective prosecutions. Because the style of matter is very, 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 very clear. Billions of rents of, the, of, of uh, pensioners' monies has been has been lost in it in its transaction, and the culprits is out there. It's known, has been written up, uh, about about it, and they are right there. And they're not getting prosecuted. Uh, so uh, I want to know how do you uh, what criteria you'll use to prioritize cases because the time of matter has not has not been prioritized to to uh, for prosecutions. Thank you, Chairperson. All right, any further questions? Okay. Honorable Samia. Well, well thank you very much, uh, uh, Chair. I think Lessa appreciates the, uh, the report, um, um, mainly on the uh, areas of uh, success and, and the emphasis um, on, on the area of capacitation of the uh, actual um, uh, personnel uh, which handle these uh, matters with their own uh, sophistication. Uh, I, I, I really agree with them uh, that uh, um, some, some form uh, of uh, inbuilt capacity um, must, must somewhat be prioritized because uh, taking a case uh, to court for the sake of taking that case um, to court is, is, is a, um, a somewhat a mounting towards uh, just a popular a popular stance. Um, might be a heightened response uh, to uh, pressure, not necessarily having looked into uh, depth in as far as reaching uh, the critical factor of successful prosecution. And successful prosecution um, had to rest on the fact that there is a requisite capacity which has to uh, take into consideration all uh, matters uh, that relate to uh, such delicate um, aspects of a number of uh, cases in as far as corruption 
uh, is concerned. The depth of corruption needs that capacity. When we received a report, Chair, um, which uh, was coming from the Fusion Center um, um, sometime um, uh, last month, um, it, it made uh, an indication that there are a number of cases which had run through uh, that center, uh, inclusive of those ca cases and the drivers um, uh, of availing some information in as far as cases to be looked into was the Office of the Auditor General, um, which has uh, had a massive information. I think in one of the reports, were informed that about 80,000 um, of such uh, uh, instances are somewhat in the radar scale uh, of the fusion center in as far as the report of the Auditor General through that interaction which was taking place. And, and uh, if that is the case then, uh, the numbers uh, which we have received now uh, are looking very um, somewhat uh, smaller than uh, what uh, we have received earlier uh, uh, on in terms of that report. Is, is it because uh, there's been some kind of a, a filtering made and, and, and uh, uh, maybe um, some of those uh, areas are not necessarily uh, falling within the category uh, of such investigations? Um, that the third area, Chair, is the area that relates to what we have um, been <clears throat> vocal on, um, the referrals. Uh, you see a number of uh, instances, whether I'm talking about the SIU's investigations, such referrals uh, at times are made uh, to the institutions to follow. Um, they might relate into the disciplinary actions taken, not necessarily uh, of a, a hard and fast uh, a, a, a criminal uh, matters, but they require uh, some kind of uh, preventative uh, measures. I, I think the SIU has somewhat reported. So the necessity uh, of the involvement of the Public Service Commission, uh, which would uh, relate into the handling uh, of such matters, and therefore the absence of that institution um, becomes so loud uh, in as far as the instances of tracking the success and failure of dealing with such matters, which would uh, assist the public service generally uh, on the preventative line um, uh, in the measure of the strategy uh, of dealing with matters of uh, 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 corruption and, 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 and um, uh, fraud, mismanagement, uh, and so forth. I, I, I agree um, uh, with the, I think I think was an um, advocate, but we was talking about uh, the area that relates to the, um, uh, the impact uh, of, of, of uh, cases that they would uh, ensure that uh, the prosecutorial authority uh, succeeds on. And, and uh, it, will, it would as well be good for, <clears throat> from, from the reporting side of these uh, number of cases, which I appreciate that we have received that kind of a breakdown, but less the, the quantum the amounts involved, so that uh, when you invest into a case, both um, in terms of time, in terms of energy, in terms of personnel, um, uh, and look into such uh, financial, financial related uh, quantities, uh, which 
uh, would uh, somewhat uh, 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 fall uh, within the trail uh, of um, following um, the required uh, amounts. So, so the quantities um, ought to be uh, somewhat uh, specified uh, around uh, uh, such, such reports. So your investment of time, your investment of personnel, your investment of your resources should as well be talking into um, what is it that you are chasing, what sort of qualities uh, you are chasing, what sort of sophistication that you are involved in. Lastly, I've looked into both the pie chart, the graphs which you have presented, and, and uh, an outline uh, of which state um, related uh, departments uh, are in the main um, <clears throat> uh, uh, visibly in the in the criminal uh, line. Uh, we see the municipalities uh, rank high, followed by the Department of Public Works, and then other entities uh, would somewhat follow. And the end line is with SASA. Um, uh, you know, looking into uh, the current trail uh, uh, of such matters. Um, you'd find out that uh, through the COVID-19 expenditure would have uh, lent uh, uh, as, as, as something in as far as the usage, expenditure, the, uh, the time versus um, the actual achievement, the, the quantities, the quality uh, of uh, such products, and, um, uh, they, and lastly, the actual uh, outcomes uh, in as far as, as um, uh, such an uh, investment uh, on those matters uh, are concerned. And, and uh, it, it pains me uh, when you would uh, find out that uh, when, when you look into the focal point uh, at the municipal level uh, and you follow uh, the, the actual discipline uh, generally uh, on the uh, state departments, government departments, in as far as the, um, uh, both the management and accountability for the resources uh, that uh, are somewhat placed into the hands uh, of the public service. How such outcomes are somewhat appreciated um, based on the level of achievement uh, of development which was somewhat designed uh, to achieve. And, and, and the, 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 the number of such cases as, as followed, the number of such cases as the success factor reflected, uh, it, it looks like indeed there is a need for a singular powerful entity which ought to um, somewhat be handling all matters that relates to uh, corruption. Because as we sit even here uh, on the coordinating space, you would find out that the limit would be the lost nuts uh, in as far as those institutions who would ban uh, their, their hands, um, ban their energy and sweat to ensure that we um, succeed as a country uh, to uh, reach the required level uh, of a uh, observable less criminal conduct 
in as far as these matters uh, are concerned. So, so they call for a single um, uh, entity, unit, uh, to fight crime and cor- corruption uh, in the main. It, 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 it really um, becomes a necessity um, uh, in the country in agreeing with what you are putting on. Uh, yes, that drive, talking about something uh, is not the same as doing as doing it. So, so the level of speed uh, for um, uh, government uh, and the country to see that entity uh, is, is more than urgent uh, so that uh, we can visibly see the stability in, in, in these various other units which are currently uh, involved in such a kind of work. Thank you very much, Chair. All right, are there any uh, further questions, colleagues? All right, um, can I just, uh, General, I would like, for my questions will probably like be somewhat administrative. Um, how regularly is the ACTT meeting? Um, and uh, I, I heard the advocate Patoi asking for uh, guidance uh, from, uh, from 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 Scopa, which is um, fair enough and, and, and fine, uh, which we will continuously do. But I wanted to um, gauge the um, your terms of reference. Um, if um, again those can then be sent, and then we can benchmark our guidance um, um, along the lines of it to do. The, I'm going to open the presentation here. Um, General, on slide, uh, um, slide, uh, right, on slide seven, where you are speaking about the 223 um, cases which are currently um, before you, which of course is an increase from when you first reported uh, to Scopa um, in 2010, when you at the time had 189 uh, cases. I would request, General, that um, a, a breakdown of a further breakdown of these cases in specifics be submitted to us, amongst other things, to ascertain the age analysis of these cases, how long have they been with the ACTT, um, so that we can see whether, how the progress is going in so far as um, all these cases are concerned. Um, the monetary values, of course, is what is of particular uh, importance to us um, here in this committee. How much are we dealing with here, uh, so far as these cases uh, are concerned? Um, so that uh, we, 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 look, we look at that uh, 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 as well. I, I've, I've noted the issue around um, capacity, uh, which of course keeps coming up every time we, we meet, fair enough that it should. Uh, but we also want to draw attention to the fact that with what you have, things can still be done. Uh, it may not be 100%, but strides in the right direction um, can be done. Um, 
And then, of course, on the on the issue of the breakdown on slide eight um, of the uh, cases referred to, insofar as departments and uh, entities involved, that uh, the top ten departments or entities, I would like that you break that down as well, insofar as the details of each case. But I think of urgency is on the issue of municipalities because we are currently dealing with uh, municipalities at this point. Um, and particularly the committee will be visiting Kwazulu Natal and the Eastern Cape. Mm -hmm. And so we would like to look into whether any of those uh, municipalities are where we will be going so that we can prioritize those and so that we do not duplicate our oversight so that when we are there, we can be able to deal with some of the issues that may arise and out, out of that. But a breakdown of all of these uh, will, 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 will be important uh, to look at. One is not surprised, of course, that public works will appear here um, and, uh, and the departments are cited because they have been uh, uh, perennial uh, headaches. It is, of course, concerning that the steps are not here because uh, we, we, we would have wanted to zoom into those six cases that are there uh, because they are, as part of the ACCT, we want to also gauge the progress on cases within the, within the people doing the cleanup. Um, and, 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 and that is um, your, 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 yourselves. Um, again, uh, general on slide number 14, is the cases referred to the fusion center and a breakdown of those cases in substantial detail. All the things general that need breakdowns will set a deadline for when those can be submitted because unless that information is readily available now. Um, so, and then of course, I just want to then gauge uh, general, the, the extent of the functionality of the ACTT, and I would like to hear from the um, head of institutions who are here, um, whom I pointed out earlier on, have demonstrated um, high-level cooperation with this committee at all material times and called upon to do so. Um, and that is something uh, we, don't, uh, we won't overlook. Uh, understanding that it's, of course, part of your mandate to account, but a, a trend seems to be prevailing uh, in certain quarters to not want to cooperate. And I looked at that list that uh, was read by uh, the general, and I could already see some of our own serial offenders uh, here. But be that as it may, if general, we can get from you and your um, colleagues uh, in, in the heads of institutions, the extent, rather, your own reading of the functionality of the ACTT and whether you are satisfied with it and what are the shortcomings and so that the guidance which the NDPP speaks to can be structured, pointed and focused so that we, we, we don't um, fire into the dark and hoping to hit the target. I, I raise this because it remains our fundamental view as this committee that the functionality of the ACTT, ACTT is of paramount importance. 
Um, and I think I'm probably sounding like a broken record, particularly for the purposes of the sharing, of the pooling and sharing of resources, skills, knowledge, and expertise to maximize efficiency and to avoid duplication. And so that is why we are constantly pressing on this issue um, along the lines of, of a conveyor belt, which uh, is smooth sailing and for the right hand to know what the left hand is doing. So we would want you to be very frank uh, with us, uh, General and um, NDPP and HOU, um, FIC, amongst others. Are you satisfied with the functionality uh, and the cooperation of the relevant stakeholders of the ACTT and so that we 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 can we 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 can deal with that. Can we maybe get responses and then we will come back if there are any follow-ups, um, and um, and then we will we will round up. Chair, chair. All right, honourable Yes, sir. Yeah, no, no. Thanks. Um, at least now I I, I can uh, grasp the gist of the matter. I want to add on your issue in terms of the functionality, whether or not these other uh, uh, agencies are they attending only when there's issues or matters related to their area of functionality, including the compilation of the report, the report that you have compiled and presented to us in terms of its uh, approval and and, and tabling. Is it only a a report that relates to uh, agencies that are implicated? For example, if SARS is not it does not have anything in, in relation of what is presented to us. Will they not be part of uh, formulation of the report and input into the report to be presented to whatever department in, in parliament? So one would want to gauge that in terms of their attendance, it's dependent on the agenda at the particular point in time. So if they're not implicated, they're not forced to attend and they won't be privy on the nitty-gritty of the committees until such time that the matter relates to them, they will find themselves attending the meeting. Thank you, Honorable Chair. All right, General, we'll hand over to you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Um, I think that uh, we shall deal with the the uh, four questions that have been raised. Um, maybe uh, starting with uh, the first one that uh, relate to the prioritization of matters. Um, as uh, it was indicated that there is also a perception that might uh, play out that uh, certain cases are being prioritized and others are not selection of those. We make use of a criteria that has been designed to look at specific things that uh, informs, among others, is uh, that the case itself should constitute corruption. As there are other matters that are uh, national priority offenses, but do not have the element of corruption in them, which uh, at times uh, one have to be a distinction between corruption and fraud. Uh, 
if there is no element of corruption, that is one of uh, the criteria that uh, we look at. There are I- issues that uh, talks to the monetary value. Uh, what is the value of the matters that uh, we are looking at? And uh, determination of other things such as the capacity of uh, perpetrators or alleged perpetrators involved, whether they are in a, of a government institutions, whether they are holding senior positions, or whether they are just uh, administrators at the lowest uh, level. There is also an indication of uh, uh, national interest, matters that uh, are of national uh, interest, as well as uh, the conducting of uh, age analysis that I think uh, it has also been indicated the period at which these things may have been uh, happening. Then all of these uh, are uh, assigned specific uh, marks to determine as to whether a particular matter fits within the uh, criteria to be listed as priority. Those that do not fit in are still handled at other uh, forums. As uh, it will be appreciated that some of the matters are not uh, dealt with uh, in the uh, ACTT space, but they are handled maybe in the anti-corruption space of the DPCI. So we have got uh, several of those matters. As it can be seen that on the list, we are talking about uh, 220 something. Whereas the matters that uh, we are handling are much, much more than what uh, we are having here. The example that has been pointed out of Steinhoff, that particular matter, uh, is uh, not uh, reflected here as part of those priorities, but it is uh, among the top 10 priorities that uh, we are dealing with uh, elsewhere. So the, the, the role players such as the uh, NPA, the DPCI, the AFU and others have got among this as part of the top 10. So the matter is uh, receiving attention. It's just that uh, the the maturity stage uh, is usually reached at different uh, times. But I rest assured that uh, the matter is receiving attention and then the the auditors uh, are hard at work to finalize whatever needed to be uh, finalized. Um, On the question of uh, the matters that uh, shall have been raised by the Auditor uh, General. Those matters are uh, being assessed to determine the matters that uh, fulfill the requirements of being incorporated into the list at the fusion center. So that list is currently being uh, analyzed, assessed, and uh, it is indeed there are several matters that are uh, maybe elevated to become part of criminal cases that uh, need attention. So that matter is currently receiving attention at the fusion center by the stakeholders. And I think that the the SIU will deal with the matters regarding the uh, referral uh, inclusive of preventative uh, measures. 
With regard to the questions of the Honorable Chairperson regarding the regularity of the meetings that we are holding, we hold these uh, meetings on a monthly basis. And then uh, during the period of COVID, there has been challenges uh, trying to find the best mode of uh, handling these meetings. It, they were affected a little during that period. But uh, once we familiarize ourselves with uh, the online uh, meetings, uh, it uh, went back to the status of being held on a monthly uh, basis. We do have the terms of uh, reference, which, which we shall make available to the Honorable Chairperson together with the, the uh, attendant registers that the Honorable Chairperson have requested. And uh, I think it also touches on the issue of uh, this, whether the attendance of uh, today reflect on the ordinary attendance at this meeting. Uh, those uh, attendance registers will reflect on what the situation is. We should be indicating that uh, I think uh, from 2018, there has been some challenges that uh, we found that uh, is playing uh, in this space. Uh, the meetings were not regular. Uh, the attendance were not regular. We, as the uh, members of the ACTT, identified this challenge, and we indeed reported ourselves to the uh, JCPS DG that uh, we have got a problem of attending these ACTT meetings. And I think from that moment, the attendance uh, became uh, satisfactory. We were uh, attending. So, um, Indeed, there is uh, uh, that concern that uh, is real of uh, relapsing in some of the areas. While we understand that uh, the DGs may be involved in more than one meeting, but uh, the minutes themselves and the attendant register will uh, reflect on this. Chairperson, um, Honorable Chairperson, we shall provide the information regarding the age analysis, the breakdown on monetary values of the areas that the Honorable Chairperson have uh, raised. We shall also uh, provide the details of the municipality in a form of breakdown, uh, as the Honorable Chairperson have uh, requested. On the question of uh, the functionality of uh, the ACTT, whether we are satisfied with the functionality and the cooperation of uh, parties that attend on this. Uh, I should be saying that uh, from the uh, DPCI point of view, as uh, each uh, participant will also uh, indicate, I must be saying that um, the uh, ACTT is not functioning at the level where we would like to see it to be functioning. We have identified those uh, challenges and we are working on them to correct the areas that uh, have not yet been corrected. But since we have started identifying those areas, a number of them have been corrected and uh, are uh, functioning well. 
but uh, we we have moved further with uh, the a review of the whole JCP as a structure, which I think that uh, advocate uh, Batoy will talk will elaborate on that one. Among them is the review of uh, the ACTT uh, itself. Uh, Advocate Mutibi, who is part of this meeting, is the chairing the subcommittee that is looking at the review of the ACTT, including its functioning. So we have identified those uh, honorable chairperson. We are working on them. The areas that uh, are weak, we are on a daily basis continuously improving on, the, on them. But it is not where where we would like to see it being. Uh, the cooperation uh, within the uh, ACTT um, uh, member, as it shall have been indicated that uh, as a point of departure, we all retain the mandate that uh, we have from our respective uh, organization. And uh, in doing our work, we are bound to cooperate and in uh, the majority of areas we are cooperating on that. Uh, in this regard, I think we always remind ourselves regarding the laws, uh, specifically uh, section 17F that obliges us to cooperate and collaborate in dealing with these matters of uh, national priority offenses. So we found in several areas that there is cooperation. As I speak, I think yesterday we had a uh, constructive uh, meeting with the South African Revenue Service to work on some of the areas that uh, still need to be enhanced. Uh, we had a meeting of uh, the uh, ACTT, uh, some of the participants at the Fusion Center to work on some of the challenges that uh, we may have observed during the enhancement collaboration. So in general, there are several areas of uh, that I may call pockets of excellence. There are indeed some of the areas that uh, we still need to work on, which uh, some of uh, the, my colleagues will elaborate on. And uh, Honorable Chairperson, I think that uh, I will for now leave it there and allow my colleagues uh, to, to come in and feel on some of the areas that I may not have touched on. Thank you, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Right, thanks, General. Um, NDPP? Thank you, Honorable Chair, um, Honorable Members. Um, for your comments and your questions. Um, the, the question that was raised originally by Honorable Somio is a very important one about prioritization, because we are acutely aware that we can be accused of being selective and, and targeting people and, and being biased in our selection. Um, and so we need to have objective criteria which will demonstrate not simply because we say so, but because we have a process by which we prioritize. And so as the general mentioned, um, there are case prioritization criteria that were very, that was very, that were very carefully thought through 
and discussed and were and has been adopted by the ACTT, which will guide um, the decisions in terms of the prioritization of the cases. It's, it is also a case where when you have, you know, it's, it's um, you know, the triage approach, when you have so much to deal with and so little resources, you have to put your resources where, you know, you, you, you are going to make impact, you are going to prioritize. So it's, it's not just prioritization because of all the other reasons that I mentioned, but it's also because we just don't have the resources and we have to be very targeted in, in the, the taking the right cases where it's a good investment in terms of our very limited resources. So that, that's also a factor that, that we take, but it's a very important issue and we're aware of it and, and we want to address it so that we can demonstrate that, that we have you know, objectively assessed uh, cases and this is why we have selected certain cases. Um, on the issue of Steinhoff, um, I, I must say I'm really shocked by, by what um, the Honorable uh, Mervyn Dirks has said. Um, if it is on record, we will certainly look at that. And I would want to have clarity about which meeting that was mentioned in because the Hawks, as the, the generals has said, from the Hawks and the NPI are working very, very closely on this extremely complex case. And from the first day that, that I took office, it has been on the agenda of a top priority matter. There has been no decision that this is not a priority case. And certainly, I would be surprised if any member of the NPA indicated that we do not want to prosecute in order to protect, I hope I have this right, monopoly capital. Um, that I find quite outrageous if, if that's what any member of the NPA said. This is a high no, priority sorry, matter. Sorry, 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 uh, Mr. Joy. Sorry, sorry, uh, that, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupting. Uh, uh, the, the NPA in that meeting said they do not wish to prosecute. I raised the issue about monopoly capital. That's my comment. They do not raise the issue about monopoly, but they do let's say that they do not want to prosecute. Sorry about sorry to interrupt you, ma'am. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate the comment. It clarifies it. So certainly, uh, you know, to even to even we need to look at uh, you know what the NPA said about it because I would certainly never have said we do not want to prosecute. There is an issue about prosecuting the company Steinhoff and and people like you know the directors, and so we need to look carefully about what exactly was said because um, the issue of of this is a top priority. It is on the top priority list, and it's getting. Uh, the, you know, it still needs a lot of resources, needs a lot of work, um, and um, but it is certainly a priority matter. Um, then the issue of um, um, I think the other issue that was, you know, that was raised um, by one of the honourable members. I, I'm not sure which one it is. Apologies, I didn't make a note. Uh, it may have been Honorable Somia, but I'm not sure, um, is about the costs, you know, and the skills that are needed, what kind of sophistication is needed. I think that's really important because uh, what, we, what we're doing in the ACTT under the, um, under the, the coordination of Advocate Rabaji um, is we are doing exactly that, is we're doing and trying to get an audit and an understanding of, of exactly what are the sophisticated skills that are needed and how do we actually properly skill 
um, you know, the various entities in the ACTT so that we can, we have the right skills. So I think that's a, that's a really important issue that's raised, but the skills issue is being looked at very seriously, not just in terms of identifying the skills, but having a very comprehensive skills development so that we can, we can try to, you know, um, make sure that, you know, we get to the point where we have the kind of sophistication that is needed. Um, the issue of um, um, the question by the chair in terms of you know the functionality of the ACTT and shortcomings, I think um, General Libya has um, you know indicated that there are pockets of excellence, and it's true. I think there are pockets which you will see you know uh, things happening, which is a demonstration that there are there is some level of 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 excellence at certain in certain instances but we are extremely far away from saying that we are we have reached the level of functionality and efficiency that we in the ACTT would like um, the general mentioned a review that is taking place um, the JCPS um, cluster had um, decided at, at a um, at a retreat um, that had recognized that there were there was a need to review and to look at the efficiency of the cluster and its subcommittees, and um, a review team was put together, which is being chaired, uh, uh, which I co-chair with Advocate Kanile, and um, the the subcommittee the, the work stream that's dealing with the ACTT is being chaired by um, Advocate. Um, uh, Motibi, and um, so it is. We are certainly there's a project. You know, it's been work run as a project. We're hoping to finalize it. Um, you know, early next year. Um, but it's been. It's a very comprehensive. Um, it's a lot of work to. You know. Um, um, you know to do in this in in terms of a full a proper evaluation. Um, Advocate Motibi and his team. We are certainly hoping will be able to. You know, really look at and when we deal with the recommendations to really be able to point out the challenges with the functionality um, and, and, and the shortcomings that the ACTT has. And that is all of us. And how, you know, some recommendations about how we could get to a point where the ACTT uh, has the, you know, what it, what it needs, you know, proper identification of what it needs and, and has, and how do we actually get to a point where we can get to a well-functioning ACTT. So the recommendations will certainly help us in that regard. So uh, we look forward to that, to that process. Um, and I think, I think uh, Chair, that you also asked about um, functionality and cooperation. I think um, it's, it's, we are doing reasonably well in, in terms of cooperation. I think there is still work to be done, um, you know, uh, Cooperation is not just about saying we cooperate well, it's about demonstrating that we're working in a collaborative spirit and way with regard to, to the various um, projects that we have. And so I think that there's a need for um, improvements in that regard. And so we are working on it as, as uh, principals, and I certainly hope uh, that you know things will improve there. I think there's a commitment. Everybody is committed to want to do uh, their best to to try to make things work but uh, we have to make sure that in the process we don't duplicate and that we actually collaborate with each other 
and, and deal with things in the most efficient way. And we're certainly working on that. Um, so hopefully that will improve as well. Um, and Chair, uh, General Labia has, has dealt with all of So if there's any questions that we have not dealt with, we stand ready to answer that. Thank you, Chair. Right. Thank you very much, I'm NDPP. Um, Advocate Mutibi. Oh, thank you, Chair, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, I just want to deal with the matter that uh, the, the question that uh, uh, General Libya referred to, to me in particular, the, the issue around the referrals. Um, we, we, we also take the issue around the referrals uh, very serious uh, from the point of view of consequence management. And I'm referring particularly uh, uh, where uh, Honorable Somio mentioned the, the disciplinary processes. And this is where officials uh, in state institutions are involved. Uh, those referrals are obviously made uh, based, based on the evidence that has been uh, gathered. And the evidence is then referred to the accounting uh, authorities or accounting officers, as the case may be. And we do expect that those accounting officers should take action and make sure that uh, the responsible officials are held to account. We do follow up and make sure that those referrals uh, are actioned and executed. We do have also referrals, uh, uh, at least from the SIU side, uh, on, on, on the uh, criminal side. On that one, um, uh, we, we, we are seeing uh, an improvement and we do have a memorandum of understanding which we are signing off uh, and I think we have now realized that we really need to sign it as SIU, NPA, the DPCI and SAPS. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, General, I received uh, a copy which was uh, signed by uh, DPCI uh, we'll sign it and then we'll take it to the to the NPA. But all I'm saying, Chair, is that as as the three of us, including the SAPS, we've really observed that there is an improvement required, which will really improve on how matters are handled. Uh, and I'm I'm satisfied that uh, we are going to see uh, improvement in that in that regard. Uh, on the civil on the civil litigation. Um, well, uh, those are really referrals to the High Court and referrals to the Special Tribunal uh, where we, uh, if they emanate from, from SIU investigations, we do have end-to-end -end control of those. But of course, there are those aspects of the uh, civil litigation process uh, where we've got uh, uh, interactions with the asset forfeiture unit. And uh, we, have, we continue to meet We've met as latest as uh, as last week. Uh, our colleagues uh, from SIU and FIU and uh, AFU will continue to interact to make sure that uh, there are no conflicts, there are no uh, uh, duplications, uh, just so that you know the process is uh, seamlessly cooperative, uh, and then then it can produce the results. Uh, that we require. Yes, uh, I was there in a meeting and the NDPP was there. Uh, you know, we, we, we really now really starting to demonstrate that uh, 
uh, there's that observation of, 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 of cooperating and working together. Uh, on the functionality of, uh, of uh, ACTT, uh, I will not really add even much more uh, from what the NDPP and the General Libya have said. Uh, yes, there is a recognition on our side that uh, the functionality requires improvement. Um, so, so that improvement we are working on, and as my colleagues have said, uh, I have been tasked to chair as part of the overall JCPS restructuring. The overall is chaired, as the NDPP has said, by himself and the uh, FIC director. Uh, at, at the lower extremes, I am responsible for the ACTT restructuring. And of course, that's the part that now SCOPA is charged with uh, for purposes of this meeting, so that we can continue to show that, uh, that improvement. Uh, I've got a, a, a team that I'm working with, and it reports back into the overall work, uh, work of the restructuring of importance. And I, I think General and NDPP have touched on that, is to make sure that uh, you know, the restructuring focuses on the efficiencies that have been lacking and what is it that needs to be improved, including case referral, uh, prioritization, investigation teams and the composition thereof because we need multi-skilled uh, multi teams, the capacity and the skills that are required. Of course, the monitoring, evaluation and reporting. I think if we can really incorporate those as part of the improvement areas, we are going to see uh, an, an, an improvement on that. Uh, the, the issue around cooperation, without reiterating what my colleagues have said, yes, indeed, there are pockets of excellence, and we have seen those. Um, in the presentation, we have said the arrests that are happening are a clear demonstration that uh, some of those pockets of excellence are producing results. Um, there's few other examples that we can make. Uh, uh, the, 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 in the, in the, if I make an example, in the ESCOM space, I have seen a tremendous, excellent interaction between, between all of us, SIU, NPA, uh, DPCI, and we've seen those arrests that came out uh, in the ESCOM in the investigations. Uh, uh, the, 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 the other matters in other state-owned entities, we are working together to make sure that we continue to show those positive results. So, Chair, all, all we are saying is that uh, I think the realization is that uh, we need to really ensure that we up the game and continue to show these positive results so that we can make the impact that's required of us uh, by the public, by SCOPA, uh, and, and just the general uh, impact that will make sure that we hold those responsible to account, of importance, recover the monies that have been lost. Uh, and, and, and Chair, if we do this on this collaborative uh, nature and collaborative manner, we are bound to see positive results. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Advocate Kanyele. Thank you, Chair. Chair, from, from my side, uh, I must say from the FIC, our role is to 
uh, share information with law enforcement agencies that are here, advise and cooperate with them. And I must uh, reiterate what has been said that they were improving on the side of co collaboration. But the gaps that are still existing is that we, we say we're a task team, but the task team, the operational people, at the moment, they are not really in one place. They are not really dedicated to ACCT matters. They are dealing with these matters, but still have other assignments over and above these matters. So for, for the ACCT to be able to move, you, you need people with the right skills, you need the right expertise, people who are able to have access to each other's data sets, and people who will be able to move with speed and give you quality when it comes to these cases. You must be able to say when we have made an arrest, be confident that there will be a trial date and the trial will resume and you'll be getting a conviction. What is also important is other than really bringing people, really focusing on those cases instead of dealing with everything, is to be able to clean up our case a assessment to say what criteria are we using to take cases to the ACCT. As you are asking for a case analysis and not case the, the names of cases, but just the, 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 the age analysis, it will tell you that we've got old cases that are sitting there. So it is very important that we have few cases that are manageable and we know that these are the cases that really belong to the ACCT. And as the colleagues are saying, we're working at reviewing the entire JCPS cluster and its, uh, and its committees and the ACCT is one of them. But I think where there is also a gap is, is, the, issue, is the issue of coordination that is structured. We are coordinating ourselves, but at the executive authority, it is not clear who exactly is responsible for the issues of corruption in the country. Remember, this is not the issue of just investigating and prosecuting. It is also an issue of international obligations that we are having, <coughs> excuse me, coming from the OECD, coming from UNICAP. And one of the areas where we've been failing for years as a country is issues of beneficial ownership. We don't have a register of on beneficial ownership which tells you when you are dealing with the tender that the, the very three companies that are really interested in this tender are controlled by one person. So we don't have that information. We've got multiple registers setting with social development, development SARS, CIPC. Hello? Oh. Development, okay. social development in the NPOs, oh. sitting with the master of the high courts. Okay. So you don't know who is behind trust, you don't know who is behind legal entities. And the obligations that we have as a country is to be able to show that when you are talking about corruption or prosecuting people who are involved in corruption, you don't only prosecute the individuals, but you also prosecute legal entities. So those are the obligations that are, we are having, and those are the issues that touches on transparency and will be able to make us move as a country. In other countries, there will be an institution that is just responsible for coordination. In our country, we, we don't have that. So you don't know whether it's still this minister or, or, or it's not really clear. It's, it's a lot of principles involved. So we, we need that, that certainty and, and that owner. 
um, to, to really uh, be able to guide us. But I think as we're talking now of saying, can we look at having a single entity? Maybe that single entity will be able to have all those powers uh, of, of dealing with coordination as well as international obligations that comes with these matters. But as the colleagues are saying, we're meeting and we're meeting daily. The, the intentions are really good and we're hoping that with the support really at this level, we'll be able to make a difference. Thank you. All right, uh, thank you, Ngwane. Uh, right, colleagues, are there any further uh, questions? Yes, Honorable Chair. Um, just, uh, yes, now, Chair, remember my question was the attendance into meetings. Is it uh, compulsory or is it per issue based in relation to the uh, uh, functionality of that agency? For example, if uh, there's a meeting that is scheduled monthly, uh, will SARS attend if there's a matter related to SARS, SAPS, uh, uh, Treasury, and so forth? Or is attendance compulsory? We did, I did not get a response in, in that aspect. And in compilation of the reports, uh, the reports are compiled based on what is the content and contained. And others, if the matter is not in, related to the area of their functionality, they're not uh, uh, obliged to contribute into the report. Um, I'd like to get a sense. And the other aspect, which is, was uh, a public outcry chair uh, in relation to the perceived bias, which is not uh, attested at this current juncture, I must state it's perceived, that there are some cases where a, a different terminology will be used and others will be uh, plain corruption and uh, settlements in the form of paying back the money, like in the issue of staying off. Um, others won't be given that uh, latitude. So I just want to get a sense and an understanding that general and standard practice, why would others who are seen to have co uh, committed a serious crimes, huge amount of money involved, and it's in the public interest, they will have an opportunity to pay the fine uh, uh, and others uh, will be termed as collusion, uh, internal fraud, uh, stuff like that. If I can just get a sense of the standard and uh, application in relation to these cases, especially when there's money involved uh, defrauding the state. Okay. Um, General, if I may just take you very quickly to slide uh, 17. Um, on the, in your concluding remarks, the collective um, requires key skills and processes are underway to secure additional capacity and you list three areas there. Um, can we get an update uh, on that as to what progress is being made um, in, the, in, that, in that regard? Um, I, I think that uh, the frankness in your uh, responses about um, the functionality is probably at the heart of why we need to keep a particular focus on the ACCT to make sure um, that it actually uh, arrives at a point where it will be able to inspire the necessary confidence. 
in general to say that we do not want the ACTT to operate as, at an ad hoc basis uh, because that may uh, see in itself creep in Eliza Fair attitude or a kind or a cherry picking scenario in terms of uh, when and how people take it take it seriously as participants. And so I think um, colleagues, we, we will have to make a determination that uh, these meetings are compulsory uh, when they are meeting. It's once per month. Um, it's not as if they are being held in um, every day. And, and so really no excuse should suffice. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm certain that if the attitude of certain stakeholders is what we have seen this morning towards the parliamentary meeting, then how much <clears throat> difficulty uh, would colleagues as counterparts or as principals have uh, to each other insofar as a basic uh, courtesy to attend. So I think we need to elevate it to a structured um, uh, level to say <clears throat> these meetings are compulsory. and I think so we'll have to go back to our resolution and um, amplify it a little bit further um, so that it takes into consideration some of the issues that have been raised today. There are certain things which are not negotiable. And <clears throat> because of the principles that I have here have pointed out, the challenge of resources, uh, and particularly during this time, requires us to press the reset button in so far as how we are spending and prioritizing and to avoid duplication. And so this is, a, it, it, whilst on one hand, it's about maximizing the, the, the prospects of justice and successful prosecutions and recoveries, but also at the same time on our part, this is about um, stretching the public purse optimally by saving costs as well and not duplicating resources. So it has to be understood from that perspective as well um, <clears throat> that this is a responsible action step uh, and so this task team's functionality is very, very important. Uh, we cannot stress that uh, enough. Um, and I appreciate uh, NDPP the commitment that you make uh, to revisit the matters and utterances which uh, are attributed to the NPA. Uh, and, 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 and it's important that we drive home this point. The Steinhoff matter remains a serious indictment on the South African body politic at every material uh, perspective, whether you look at it politically, socially, economically, or from a lens of um, law enforcement and justice. And so it has to receive the kind of attention uh, which the NDPP has pointed out to of it being a priority matter, because it, if it does not, it will embolden other uh, uh, corruption to take place. And of course, this happened even at a, 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 a multinational level. And so we want to see a concerted effort which pursues the Steinhoff matter to a logical legal conclusion, including but not limited to arrests and recoveries, particularly for the people who were directly affected 
by this kind of corruption. And it, 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 it's something that must not fall away. And we as a committee here uh, have prioritized it and will be cooperating with other committees as well as we have done before. But the law enforcement agencies are in a better position to be able to pursue that matter on behalf of the people. This is a, it's a justice matter and justice must seem to be done and must be done. The Steinhoff cabal cannot get away scot-free because what, what that will do is entrench a perception that only public sector corruption uh, receives attention. For us, all corruption requires attention and the state does not do business with the state. It does business with the private sector on the extreme end and the tenderpreneurs in the middle. Uh, in, in the middle. So all those areas where there is government transaction and government money, whether it's expenditure or investment, there has to be a concerted effort to ensure that uh, uh, people are, are brought to book. I cannot stress that enough. And uh, I think that um, there is a fundamental appreciation as I've listened to the NPPP of this very serious uh, matter um, and that it will continue to receive the attention uh, that, 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 that it deserves. So I would like to hand over to you, General, for your concluding remarks with your team. Um, and then I will just want to make one or two um, um, announcements about how we will proceed um, on some of the, the, the matters. Thank you very much. Jefferson, I had to raise my hand earlier on. Before the chair. Oh, okay. I... Yes, Babu Dex. Yeah, thank, thank you, Chairperson. Yeah, Chairperson, I just want to uh, uh, touch on the matter that was raised, raised by Honorable Hatebe uh, regarding the terminologies that are being used uh, in corruption cases. Uh, you see, we as COPA, we, uh, we, 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 it, it really uh, affects uh, our, our, our work that we are doing uh, when these terminologies are being used loosely. Uh, and it really affects us. And you know, sometimes you don't want to argue in these meetings because you don't want to make these things personal. But it's not personal for us. You know, we are just doing our work and it should not be personal, you know. But there's some terminology that we are very uncomfortable uh, with. When we deal with, like, for example, in most all departments, but let me use uh, ESCOM as an example. The CEO of ESCOM comes here uh, two weeks ago and uh, we then question why certain cases get referred for, for criminal prosecution and why others don't. And it's so glaring what is going on. And then he raised with us that uh, some, some, uh, some uh, uh, corruption is, is done illegally, some is uh, uh, unlawfully, yeah, that's the term he used, illegally and unlawfully. Trying to explain to us there's a difference between illegal and unlawful. Some things were unlawful, some were, some were in, uh, illegal. And I checked it. I checked that with some, some attorneys. And basically, it's, it's the same thing. Now, you don't want to go in the meeting and argue about these things, because then it becomes like it's a personal thing, which is not, a pers but which is not personal. So to come and tell us, no, this one was unlawful and this one was illegal. No, uh, it's, it's really insulting us. And then there's a, there's a video uh, circulating in, uh, on, so, on, on all over social media platforms where the Minister of Public Enterprises is responding to a question of mine, where he's saying, actually stating that not all corruption cases are necessarily criminal. Now, that is what affects 
uh, our work as COPA when when such statements get we get made and then we get accused of we are going on for selective prosecution prosecution. So this is the difficulty the difficulties that we're experiencing. But you don't really want to a person don't really want to argue about it in a, in a, in a, in a meeting with, with these colleagues of ours from these departments, because then it will seem like the personal thing, which is not a personal thing. But uh, these are the challenges that we are facing uh, when we have to do our work. And uh, I think Mr. Uh, uh, Advocate Motibi was in a meeting where the, 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 the ESCOM person told us that no, it's a CEO of ESCOM told us no, illegal and unlawful, which I have a serious problem with. Thank you very much. Okay, let's hand over to the um, ACTT and then we will call it a day. I'm sorry, before General Labia concludes, um, uh, if I may, I think my... Very quickly, just on one point, I just need clarity because you did mention in your concluding remarks that we will come back to you about um, the NPA comments regarding the fact that Steinoff was not prior a priority. I would like clarity, if I can, Chair, about the meeting during which that was said so that we can access it and, 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 and find the detail. Was it a previous SCOPA meeting? or uh, I, I'm assuming it was a previous SCOPA meeting, but I just want clarity on that so that we can respond appropriately. No, that we, will, we will get the um, Honourable Dirks to liaise with the staff and that transcript of that uh, meeting will be provided um, to the NDPP as soon as it is available. That is much appreciated. Thank you, Chair. But I was, of course, uh, uh, saying that General and, and your colleagues will conclude. So if there's any other issues you'd like to raise, advocate, you are most welcome to do so. No, thank you, Chair. That is all. Over okay. to the agenda. Sure. Thank, you. thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, in conclusion, let me say that uh, we have been joined by the SSR. Uh, they are in the meeting. Uh, we have also been joined by the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development, uh, those that apologize is uh, SARS, which uh, they have just uh, responded on that apology. Uh, Chairperson, we have noted uh, the various comments that have been uh, raised as well as the questions. On the question of uh, whether it is compulsory to attend these meetings or a participant uh, attend whenever there are issues relating to their various uh, environment. I need to say that uh, it is obligatory to attend all the meetings. So we, we don't exclude anyone on these uh, monthly meetings. Uh, we also need to indicate that uh, what we have identified in the past was that uh, there, there is operational committee meeting that the very same participants of the ACTT participate. So when we sit, we sit on both as two. That is uh, the operational committee meeting is uh, guided by the, the act, the police act, and then uh, the ACTT is the directive emanating from the GCPS. So while uh, in the operational committee, the law requires that uh, we meet at least four times per year 
in terms of the ACTT, we meet every month. So now we have decided that uh, we meet every month to deal with the issues of uh, the anti-corruption. Um, with regard to the um, Steinhoff that uh, need to be uh, given priority, we have taken note of that and we are really going to be doing that. I also need to highlight that uh, we have never relaxed. When one look at the content of the investigation that has already been put into that matter, there is more than 200 statements that have been deposited. And those uh, might also be indicating the number of witnesses that uh, we had to engage with to put together the investigation. But uh, we have taken note of uh, the guidance that comes from the uh, committee. I think uh, wherever the statutory requirements uh, obligate some entities or companies to pay some fines and the like, it does not uh, erase, it does not delete the criminal matter that uh, we are pursuing. We shall still be pursuing uh, criminal matters. So, uh, Honorable Chairperson, we appreciate the guidance that have been given to us we have noted the areas where we shall still be coming back to provide answers, but as usual, the guidance from the committee is appreciated. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. I submit. Thank you, General. Are there any other um, further comments or concluding remarks by any of the principals present? Just to say thank you, Chair, to, to yourself and honorable colleagues uh, for the engagement. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we take accountability very seriously um, and we look forward to constructive engagement and for your further support um, as we move forward. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you much, NDPP. Right, going once, going twice, going thrice. All right, um, the advocate Kanila says nothing and thank you. All right, colleagues, thank you very much. Let us. Um, uh, General, I hear you indicating people are trickling in slowly. That remains fundamentally unacceptable. I think that um, the, that has to be uh, succinctly placed on the table. The non-attendance of the stakeholders is totally unacceptable and inexcusable, um, and it's something that should not happen again. Um, it is one thing when we request you to appear before us individually for the purposes of your own uh, mandates, functions and responsibilities, but from time to time we would like to have the full collective here so that we have a sense of um, the, the, the teamwork. So now the, the, the point has to be stressed. We are constantly without uh, uh, downplaying or, 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 or complaining that we are interacting with the same people uh, and, and that's and that's not a problem that um, we, we the, the, the generally be you are here advocate Mutibi, advocate Patuan today advocate Kanile amongst others that's not a problem um, <clears throat> but we want to talk to everyone. Uh, so that the seriousness of this matter can uh, be fully appreciated by all those that are relevant in, 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 in this space. So this sort of trickling in kind of thing, in my view, 
uh, is is tantamount to, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, and without the risk of sounding like a broken record, Eliza Fay kind of thing, uh, at you know, on one end. But the worst consideration would be to be just a simple undermining of Parliament and the principles, and so far as the coordination of the ACTT are concerned. Either one of them are not favourable, nor are they desirable. Um, and it does not bode well for the spirit of cooperation. Um, and so it, it's totally unacceptable. And with the fact that people trickled in here uh, at one point or other, as far as I'm concerned, um, is neither here nor there because it, it speaks to a by the way um, kind of thing. And so um, I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that at that. Um, General, if any of all the information that we required and you've pointed to, may we receive that by Monday, uh, 12 o'clock. Um, I understand it's a bit substantive because you have to drill down into each case. Um, so uh, Monday will be uh, favorable because we also want to tie down our work for the year. We are a bit pressed uh, for time. Um, as well, Parliament will be going into recess soon, so we want to make sure we leave nothing hanging, and so hence the very tight deadlines um, that we 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 are we are, we are placing. Um, and I I do want to uh, say uh, that we 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 don't downplay any of the pockets of excellence uh, which you have spoken to, uh, but uh, those should be a norm and uh, not an exception. And I think. Uh, let us arrive at a point where this is a daily lived reality in the South African space, um, that um, there are consequences to every action uh, of corruption, every act of corruption, that there are consequences, and that requires law enforcement agencies that are functional. We do not underestimate the challenge of resources that you have spoken to. We take that very seriously, and we continue to apply our minds to that. And I'm sure we meet with the IMC and we will continue to track on this matter and deal with it. But the absence of national treasury, of course, does compound the problem. Because if they're in the ACTT, they should have a better appreciation of the shortcomings of the ACCT because they are there. So if they are not there and not participating there and they are not here, not participating here, why are we chasing after them? They are in the belly of the beast. The cooperation of National Treasury on this matter cannot be uh, overlooked. I know that we are now having to spend resources and spend money to go after money. This is a costly exercise, but there's no other alternative. So National Treasury had better shape up. We, we are increasingly finding ourselves with the perennial headache of a National Treasury's cooperation, which is fast dwindling. And I think it's it's got to stop. It's it's got to stop. We can't be chasing after our national treasure. They are not going to define themselves outside the collective. No, are they an island? They are away from everybody else. No, they are part of the system, and they must fulfil their responsibilities and their participation wherever they are expected to be. We have gone on and on about resources today. And national treasure is not here. I suppose maybe somewhere along the way they popped in. I don't know. But the issue of resources has to be answered. We discussed it with the IMC. It has to be discussed now. Because every cent lost, they have to go and find ways and means to replenish it in the, in, in the fiscus. So this directly affects national treasury as well. 
I, I certainly don't understand this uh, a, a, a kind of attitude on the part of National Treasury. But for what it's worth, it must be noted today that uh, it, it, it's, it's fast becoming a perennial headache. And personally, it's beginning to nauseate me, this kind of thing. We can't have the ACTT coming here complaining about resources when one of their key players is National Treasury. So I think at some point we're going to have to get clarity from National Treasury on how they are responding to, to this particular matter. Anyway, colleagues, I would like to thank you very much for um, today. Um, and, and, and we will, so we'll receive that on Monday, look at the cases. We will go back to our resolution once we've received that information and update it a little bit before we send it to the house and then um, uh, ensure that uh, it, when it reaches the role players of the ACTT, uh, it, it, it will be succinct pointed and actually um, address some of the issues that they want. And then we will, we will, we will take it from there. Um, colleagues, um, we will uh, be meeting next week um, amongst others. Um, and, and so um, we, 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 the program will be updated. There are some few changes that have had to be make, made owing from yesterday's um, Eastern Cape challenge. Uh, and I see the, my screen keeps popping up apologies. We are not taking those apologies. We are taking them as explanations. So, but yeah, it's fine. You can pop them in the thing. It's okay. Um, so colleagues, um, the secretariat of the committee will update you. Uh, um, on next week and all the preparatory documents will reach you by the end of the week. I would like to take this opportunity to um, thank you um, very much and encourage the law enforcement agencies to continue on the trajectory of pursuing justice. The arrests we are seeing uh, uh, are good, but today, General Libya, please don't make another announcement about who will be arrested soon. The headaches I had last time, Uti, who is this person, who is that person? But it inspires confidence nonetheless um, when uh, there are arrests. And then, of course, Advocate Bateau, it falls to you and your team to go to court and represent as well and ensure uh, that there are successful prosecutions. And we hope that you'll do that. The challenge of prosecutors that you had pointed to, the 700, um, we have to whittle that down. And as much as funding may have been made available, it's still a huge chunk. We, we will continue applying the necessary pressure on that regard. Colleagues, thank you very much. Um, we will meet this afternoon for questions in the house for those that will be there. Be safe and um, those who are participating in by-elections and be safe as well. The meeting stands adjourned. Have a wonderful day, Fraser. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.